Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. 422 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA 93.7 FM. We have Donald Trump, our great president, talking about a vaccine very soon. There will be no national lockdown. He's live on Fox News as we speak. You can also capture him there. We're not going to carry that because we're going to keep you sort of informed with this information. I got to tell you, uh, he's starting to build up again. He really is. And I think that we're going to see plenty of follow through from our president. I feel quite confident. Not only will Donald Trump get the majority, he'll also get that silent majority that's really out there that's behind him. I believe in this country. I believe in our president. I believe that we are going to win the White House, even though the results of that's going to get strung out for two to three months, uh, quite possibly. And that's exactly what's happening in the primaries today. I know Michigan, I know you know Arizona, they're all saying, well, how long is the delay going to be for the results that they're getting? Can you imagine? This is a uh, this is a little bit of a dress rehearsal right down uh, for the upcoming elections where we look at the primary versus what's going to be happening overall. But make no mistake about it. This entire election is about hydroxychloroquine and yeah, lies and damn lies on social media. And the AP tried to spin this because they're trying to get you on board with what they're selling, what the liberals are selling and they're saying the misinformation on coronavirus is pretty highly contagious. Huh, I had the exact same thought, right? President Donald way. Trump retweeted a false video about an anti-malaria drug being a cure for the virus. They're still on this more than a week later. These frontline doctors, well, as of today, Baylor cardiologists, what do they support? Hydroxychloroquine and the emergency use authorization by the FDA. Folks, there, there are people dying, right, from COVID-19. We'll take them at their word. Okay, they're dying. Why do we have 100 million doses, 100 million doses of hydroxychloroquine, and it's next to impossible to find it, and no doctor will push it? Why? Because it's all run by a number of liberal health care centers who don't want Donald Trump. They want socialized medicine, and that's what they're all about, and they want to win this election. Oh, by the way, I'm not saying happy birthday to Barack Obama, who, Obamacare. I don't need it. I don't want it. What we have figured out during this entire time is that Republican-led states and Republican leadership and conservative leadership has been leading the way and had far fewer deaths, far fewer infections than those Democrat-led states. Those hospitals are angry because their policies, those liberal policies supporting their hospital. Oh, and let me digress for just a moment. Take a look at the front page of the Albuquerque Journal. Did you see that today? Did you see the front runners <laughs> who's going to run and take over for Dr. Paul Roth, who's leaving after 15, 20 years at the helm at the uh, university? Oh, you have uh, so some person. The national, the national search? Yeah, the national <laughs> search. We're going border to border to go ahead and look for And every single one. You got a hyphenated last name. You got one that's uh, highly ranked by blackdoctors.org. I mean, where's the discrimination here? Look at it. It's, it's race-based hiring, mm -hmm. and you know that your Thank governor you. has a huge hand in all that. But I digress. Let's talk about Democrats and the White House. And, well, we're not going to survive with that extra... $200, $400, $600, whatever it happens to be. Now, Donald Trump is there. He said, okay, we'll do this for one more week. No response, not going to get any help because they are not going to give him a win. But the White House is upbeat, upbeat after new talks on the coronavirus aid bill. But they remain at odds on whether to cut the jobless supplement or provide aid to financially strapped states and localities. What do the states say? 
pick me, pick me. What's Michelle Lujan Grisham say? Pick us, pick us. Look how terrible it is. Did you notice at the very point that they realized that they weren't not get, they weren't going to get money from the federal government, those Democrat-run states? What happened in those Democrat-run states? They were trying to make things as bad as possible. We need your help. Look how bad the number of infections are. Look at how bad the number of deaths that we have and the hospitalizations. And all of a sudden, they realized they weren't going to get it. And what happened? Oh, suddenly things are improving. <laughs> we're doing it on our own. We're turning around. Donald Trump, your great president, has always given each one of these states the autonomy to make decisions on their own behalf and provide aid and assistance where needed. As it should be. Now, this direct assistance that went out to each one of those people out there who qualified for unemployment plus the $600, boy, it's really helping people out. I'll tell you why and how it's changing your life in a moment. But the U.S. right now is counting the smallest daily rise in coronavirus cases in weeks. In weeks. That, is there anything to account or explain for that? No, I mean, there's lots of economies. There's, we're talking about relocking down because they're playing politics. Florida, which closed state testing sites over the weekend because of the approaching tropical storm, said there were 4,866 new cases among residents on Sunday, which is the lowest number over the past two weeks. Lowest number. You can look at all these. Governor uh, Gavin Newsom out of California announced a rare piece of good news. New infections had fallen as well. The White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Deborah Burks, said Sunday the pandemic had reached a new stage in the U.S. is more widespread than ever. Well, which is it? <laughs> Who's playing the politics? Yes, yes. You see what's happening here? Let's not forget who Burks and Fauci are. They're Democrat health policy hacks Swamp and dwellers. buddies with... Well, happy birthday again, President Barack Obama. That's right. And here, right here in the uh, nice little Sun Belt, and the other areas in the southern part, Florida, etc., a significant drop in COVID-19 infections. Things look good, folks, because they realize they can't make it look bad forever. Because it's changing your life. It's completely revamped who you are. You guys are working at home. People are changing where they're going, what they're doing. I've got my kids in homeschool here, by the way. Great job, Khan Academy. Great job with the uh, studio semi. school. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I think they really like it, yeah. don't they, Dowd? Yeah. Sometimes they take a break and they, they try to catch my attention through the glass. They do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not ratting anyone else, though, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Trump is saying right now on Fox News that the generals think, as I do, that the what happened in Beirut was an attack. By the way, the U.S. death rate at the bottom of the world list, uh, Trump also saying that. They're trying to say he's lying. Facts don't care about your feelings, folks. We know how bad you want it to be. But back to the work-at-home revolution that's happening. This is not an easy thing because companies are having to adjust entirely, trust their employees to, quote-unquote, work, right? And are they actually getting what they're paying for right now? And if not, who has all the leverage? The employees, because if you don't give me the job and give me what I want to do, then what's going to happen? Oh, well, I'm going to run off and go get unemployment. Then I'm going to cost you anyway. And for those companies out there that pay the unemployment insurance, how much have you seen your unemployment insurance go up mm -hmm. and up? We got to do a study on that mm -hmm. doubt. Mm -hmm. That would be very interesting. <laughs> Ugly. So this pandemic has stated that you can integrate work into your own personal life. But how effective are you? Well, I'll tell you what, the teachers... It's so damn effective. The teachers don't even think they need to go to school. Yeah, they don't ever want to go. They've back. got a union. They get paid anyway, yeah. and they can actually be more effective. 
Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Teach. You can't be more effective than I am with my own two sons in their classroom here, staying on top of them. And I don't really care much about their feelings. They got to get the work done. But this group, the teachers and their unions, has incredible contempt for its own work during the coronavirus crisis. All we're looking at is for the teachers. Have you noticed that we're always looking after our teachers? It's like we don't care about the students. Uh, You could delay their seasons. You can delay the coaches. We're just caring about the teachers. It's all we ever hear about them. These unions, their approach has been opposed to that of us who are sacrificing out here in the private sector and everyday heroes, wherever they may be. The first and last thought has been of only themselves, their pay, what they're getting, and hey, what's it going to cost them and the risks that they're exposed. I got to tell you, we have never needed teachers less than right now because you, as parents, Take ownership. Become your teacher's, uh, become your, your, your kid's teacher. Don't need them. These gaps in learning that they're creating right now, let's just, uh, let's be real about it. <laughs> you can fill all of those gaps as a parent and nobody knows better than a parent. But unfortunately, these parents right now, they're struggling. They don't know what to do. They've got to go to work. They got to provide income. Well, I don't know whether or not I can get paid enough from unemployment to take care of what's happening. Like, this is breaking down our society. I think we realize that this just might be on purpose because it's about an election. It just happens to be taking place in 2020. I've already laid it out for you. The Baylor cardiologists are supporting hydroxychloroquine, but we don't want things to get better because that would go credit to directly to Donald Trump, right? Somehow Americans figured out a way to play politics during a 2020 uh, uh, election year, right? We know that the, the Democrats are looking for more money. We know that Republican-led states have pretty much led the way in terms of their response to COVID-19. And we're trying to keep families together right now. And one of the good things that has happened, people have more money. They're not able to go out. They're not able to do things. People are boosting their savings. Now, careful here. It's an all-encompassing look at this. What happened in the Weimar in uh, 1923 <laughs> Germany? They had all this cash, and the people who were most punished were the people who were sitting on cash because something happened. Hyperinflation. They had to pay for the money that it cost because they had to sign a treaty, and they had to pay for their war bill. And unfortunately, they couldn't keep up with that, so they just started printing money and printing money, sort of like we're printing money right now. Mm, Again, yeah. if when you stack those dollars... Four trillion of those dollars, not end to end, not on top of each other, but literally stack. When you put stacks of cash the same way, it would go all the way from Los Angeles to New York City. Look up how far four trillion dollars is. And if I'm lying, correct me, but it's about 2,750 miles. People have a lot of money, but how much is that money actually worth? Have you noticed the cost inflation of a number of different things that are just shooting through the roof? Mm-hmm. Commodities. New York City users posted an average net cash flow now of a positive $1,700 a month in April, May, and June. It's in sharp contrast to the same period last year. The biggest year-over-year drops in spending, entertainment, personal care, and travel. Travel has dropped 53%. Well, personal legal care, 35%. Things, so yeah. we, don't, we don't spend money on it. <laughs> so people aren't spending money. They're, they're stacking and gathering cash. 
But here's the real funny thing about how it's impacted your life. Your relationships. I'm sure you've heard about the rise in divorces. COVID pandemic is actually putting a huge strain on marriages. People with too much time, too much thought, starting to figure out that, huh, maybe they just don't want to be with that person stuck in that. Sort of, uh, you might remember a certain movie, Cloverfield 10, uh, Cloverfield Lane 10. Do you remember that? John Goodman. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, like, I don't yeah. like the people that I'm hanging out there yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. So we're seeing a huge increase in domestic violence, in family breakups, and in divorces that are happening right now. All during the midst of this, as more and more people are saying, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and check out. Now, back to COVID, which this is impacting all. We talked about schools. We talked about teachers' unions. Talked about, you know, marriages and the strain, even though the people have more money, people have, you know, they have more time to kind of think about things. There's so much fear that's being pushed forth out when it comes to coronavirus that I happen to think that this is what's driving each one of those factors. Your fear for spending money and you keeping more of it and demanding more of it coming from the government is coming from the fear mongering Democrats. And the liberal hacks out in their media conglomerates and newspapers, MSNBC or New York Times or the Washington Post, that's what's driving this. What's the goal here? What are they trying to do? The New York Times is scaremongering on the COVID vaccine saying, well, we're not going to get a COVID vaccine for a while. It's putting people in absolute flux. We will refer to the, use the word Armageddon at this point. This is a manufactured Armageddon. What are they trying to achieve here? Where are they trying to go? Are they trying to really, truly make us better? Do they actually care about our health? Because if they did, I would imagine that they would have released those 100 million hydroxychloroquine. Rudy, correct me if I'm wrong, but can we not get hydroxychloroquine from somebody that you know? Yeah, Dr. Gardner still does give the prescription. And, you know, along with the zinc and, you know, President Trump took it and he's fine. And here in Albuquerque, you can call Dr. Gardner and, and get an appointment, 828-2669. Is one of a small, very small number of people who are prescribing hydroxychloroquine. Now, here's where all this comes into question. What's the number one outbreak? What's the number one place where this is all taking place? Uh, right, right down the road from your doubt. Yes, NYC, the Big Apple. New York City. And something seismic happened today. A woman by the name of Dr. Osiris Barbeau resigned as the New York City Health Commissioner. She stated the health department's incomparable disease control expertise was not used to the degree that it could have been. That's a very, very nice way of saying, mm. look, you totally messed up, de Blasio. She expressed deep disappointment in how things could have happened. Barbo's resignation comes after de Blasio stripped control of the city's COVID-19 contract tracing program from the health department, which handled the tracing. Why? Because he probably wanted it to get uh, worse. There's no doubt about it. His number one focus is on health. And he is a communist. Make no mistake about it. Well, the mayor instead placed a program under health and hospitals, the agency that runs the city's public hospitals. wonder why he did that. Maybe because his aim was something different than in the best interest of the health of the city of New York. The good article from Fox News today talking about how the coronavirus policy was harming youth 
according to parents. We've heard that here, too. The closure of in-person therapies amid the coronavirus pandemic. A young boy by the name of Christopher, who can no longer bear any weight on his legs, little to no wrist strength, has left him unable to hold a spoon, can't get to a doctor, creating additional worsening health conditions and situations for him. This is the very type of thing that's happening throughout Albuquerque, throughout New York, New York, throughout anywhere who doesn't have access to a doctor or occupational therapy in this particular case. We saw yesterday the number of doctor's appointments were down substantially, 30 to 40 percent. They're telling you and recommending. What do they want? They want you to go ahead and do telehealth. Is that going to satisfy any sort of occupational therapy? At this point, there's no way, no how that's going to happen. I wonder if your candidate on the Democratic side for the National Health and Human Services Secretary, as reported by KRQE, as reported by AP, we should call her doctor. Dr. Michelle Lujan Grisham at this point. The good doctor. If she would know some good policy. You always see her masking up, and you say, well, we've got to have the masks on, and everywhere we're going. She's guided don't realize by the science. That, is, anybody, science. is anybody telling anybody how to handle the care of those things so we can make sure that they're cleansed mm-hmm. and no one's passing or, transpi- or transferring those pathogens, right? Everyone in New Mexico has a UV machine at home that they run <laughs> their masks through every night, right? We all got I the do, purple right? light. We're just going over our masks to see what, what germs are there, right? Folks, these masks, According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, recommended against wearing face masks and urge Americans to take everyday preventative actions. What do we see from Dr. Michelle Lujan Grisham? Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Stay home. Where are you going? Why do you keep? Why do you? What do you need to travel for? The CDC then changed its recommendations in April yep. based on lab tests showing that cloth masks reduce the distance that large respiratory droplets travel after a cough. I guess it just changed. The science changed all of a sudden. No, you know what changed? We remember that we had an election on November 3rd of 2020. All Everything that we're talking about right here, all the impacts on your own personal life, from your schooling to your job to the amount of money to you, that, that you have to your own personal relationships, are all impacted by the misinformation that is coming from the coronavirus schemers, which is Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. If the Baylor cardiologists are recommending hydroxychloroquine and the doctors, what, what is it, the, on the front lines are recommending hydroxychloroquine. Shouldn't we be taking hydroxychloroquine at this point? We have 100 million doses on the sign, but, but we won't because we want the numbers to get worse until we realize that, oh my gosh, we need money from the federal government. We better make our numbers better because we've got to get people back to work and very quickly and we have to take the credit for it. That's what's going on right now. Oh, and... Remember the gloves? The Cleveland Clinic is saying today that wearing gloves during a coronavirus pandemic, yeah, don't. It's not helping anybody. We're seeing a lot of people out in public wearing gloves, which isn't wrong to say, according to the infectious disease specialist. But unfortunately, most people aren't wearing or disposing of their gloves correctly, which is the same exact situation with the mask. Yep. You're passing these germs, these pathogens, absolutely everywhere at this point. Folks, when we told you that it was a dress rehearsal for what's happening in November, and I'm watching that Beirut explosion happening right now, thousands injured as the death toll rises. 
Uh, when, when, when we're looking at what this whole thing is a setup for, this is a setup for a huge power grab in November. And it includes the executive, the presidency, the legislative, the House, and the Senate. And they are pulling out all the stops. And they don't care how much they lie, how much they mislead you, and what the death toll ultimately is. 550-5500. That's 550-5500 here in the Kiva. On AM 1600 KIVA 93.7 FM, when we return, Dow's going to tell you a little bit about the oil collapse and what's happening, because this is another fun. It's like we sort of have the four horsemen of the apocalypse <laughs> stepping in here. 2020. Just a four? <laughs> yeah. 2020 is 1984. 442 back and forth. Sleep in the 